U.S. college sports, they are massive. The amazing nominated podcast in best college sports category are The J-Boy Show, The Sports Stove Podcast, Orange Bowl Boys, a Miami Hurricanes podcast, The Nolcast, ABCA Podcast, Buckeye Talk, Athletes Unfiltered, and the I-80 Preview Podcast. And the winner of the best college sports podcast is The Nolcast. And here are the hosts right now, Ingram Smith and Bud Elliott. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the live edition of the Nolcast. Uh, really excited to join you as always. Uh, got some great recruiting stuff to talk about uh, that we'll kind of push to later this week. Uh, we're also really excited to talk about the uh, award that we won. Won't stay in y'all's ears too long on that, but we were really uh, thrilled and only were able to claim the best college sports podcast award uh, because of you, the listening audience, and we'll have probably a little bit more time to talk about that on Thursday night. So certainly look forward to it. Uh, but tonight, I'm uh, going to talk about a variety of subjects, but we're going to start the podcast uh, thanks to our good friends at Tarpon Sellers Wine, uh, speaking about Rising Spear. And we're going to have uh, a couple individuals join us, if I'm correct, bud, give us a better idea as to where they are, kind of how they've positioned themselves in the market and why Rising Sphere is a little bit of a unique um, tool and um, able to be more aggressive in their support of Florida State athletes thanks to the generosity of others. So a lot of different things to get to tonight, bud, and let's uh, jump straight into it. Yeah, really appreciate everybody jumping on the live feed. Uh, looks like the numbers are pretty strong right here. We'll give this another tweet just to pop it out. And uh, also, Inger, I, I do have a little video for us to play tonight before we really get started. Um, as you mentioned, we really appreciate all of our audience for Voting for us and naming us. Well, just watch the video. If you're at home, I'll kind of comment over it when we get back. We kept it real simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what they sent us. And uh, hey, we're, we're, we're not super high tech here. We're, we're, we're high tech enough. But uh, the, the numbers speak for themselves. And, and you all voted us the number one college sports podcast, I guess, in the world. Although really no other country plays college sports. So kind of just the, the United yeah. States. But I uh, really appreciate notification gang on. If you guys have not clicked that bell, notifications on for the Nolcast. Occasionally we do the pop-up shows. We don't give you all any notice. And that's just kind of a nice reward for the folks who have hit that thumbs up and they have turned those notifications on. Let's go. Cool. Yeah, nice uh, nice live numbers here so far. Uh, let's go ahead and kick this thing off with a little NIL. Uh, we've talked about NIL for a couple of years now. And uh, joining the show, we're going to go four box here on this and welcome in. First, uh, Rashida Gale and Matthew Quigley uh, from Rising Spear. Guys, welcome to the show. Bud Ingram, hey thank you all so much for having us on. No doubt. Uh, Rashida is an advisor uh, for student-athletes. Matthew, a director at Rising Spear. Uh, you guys heard us talk about Rising Spear a couple of weeks ago and, and some stuff in the Florida State NIL market that I said, I, I think some big stuff is coming. Uh, I went to school with Quigley. I've known him for you know, 15 plus years now. And, uh, or hell, may, maybe older than that, man. Uh, may, maybe, maybe a 
coming up on 20 years, I, I, I think. We're, we're getting pretty old. We here. are, bud. Yep. <laughs> um, so Florida State wants to be competitive in the NIL space. And the way that they plan to do that, not officially with the school, because in Florida with the state laws, we can't officially say that this is Florida State endorsed. But just from conversations with Quigley, from what I can tell you all, uh, Rising Spear is run by a bunch of successful FSU business people uh, who are alums at the school. It's not a business that they're trying to you know, expand and they're not going to have Rising Spear Gators and Rising Spear Canes and you know, Rising Spear Clemson. Uh, it's guys who have a lot of experience and success in the business world. And in some cases, you know, they've, they've given up seats on FSU boards uh, because under state law, they're not allowed to be associated with the school in that official capacity. Uh, but they did so because they believe in this, uh, in this so much, right? Yeah, but that's spot on. Uh, so our, our co-founders, Bob Davis and Alan Flamenhaft, uh, both, re- both resigned their positions with, with the booster board, uh, Lance Barton as well. Um, you know, our, our founders and our board of directors are, I mean, it is literally for them, right? It is like faith, family, business, and Florida State football, like, or Florida State athletics. Like that is it for these guys, right? And, and we are all in on, on FSU athletic, athletics and helping our student athletes uh, and getting our athletic programs and, and football back to where they should be. I, I guess talk about, if you would, the importance of having people who understand Florida State, given the complexities of the state law in Florida. I think we're all very familiar how the state tried to get out in front of things by being one of the first states to pass a law regarding NIL. Uh, but they ended up shooting themselves in the foot a little bit with some of the complexities when the NCAA ultimately punted uh, and said, hey, it's Wild West, just do whatever the heck you want. Whereas Florida has a, a, a pretty in-place law that uh, makes it challenging to navigate. So talk about the importance of the experience that the founders have uh, and their relationship with FSU and, and how that might help Rising Spear uh, be the place to go if you want to support FSU and IL. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you you hit the, ha- the nail on the head with the hammer right there as far as our state law. Um, so we have no, we can have no relationship with the school, but being that our, you know, some of our co-founders, right. And some of our board members, their names are on certain buildings around school. So obviously they have a, a, a way better relationship with, you know, some of the Florida state athletic department than, than anybody else would. Uh, so due to that, right. We, we are also able to offer some pretty special member benefits uh, that we can get into as well. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and share the Rising Spear website now. Really awesome. You guys have something to share. I've been asking Matt for a while. Hey, what can I, what can I share? What can I share? Is that we're, we're going to hold it until the week of the spring game and, and make a big announcement about us. So, so right off the bat, we're, we're seeing here 100% of donations go to support FSU student athletes. So I got to ask you, who, who's covering operating costs? Yeah. So, so Bud, once again, that, that's our, Right, our, our board of directors, our co-founders, they have stepped up to the plate uh, immensely here to make sure that our student athletes are 100% taken care of, and there is zero, right? There's zero administration fee coming off of that. All of the money that comes into Rising Sphere is going to our student athletes. That was paramount in 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 our launch, and we wanted to make sure that we had all of that covered. I, I, I think that's that's really huge. I mean, we, we talk about, hey, this is not a business. This is something where they're really trying to get all the money to the athletes. That's that's kind of putting your money where your mouth is. But when I heard that, I was like, yeah, we, we got to have you guys on the show to talk about this. 
I'll be honest and complimentary at the same time here. Um, I think you guys have been slow to bring this to the market to an extent, uh, but I also think you've got it right. And I think that you have a, a situation where um, this is not somebody that's looking to put 8% into an own personal fund or something like that. This is, uh, and that may be generous compared to some of the rates that I've actually heard out there. Uh, you guys have been very uh, strategic with how you've brought this to market, but when you have, you've done it in a manner in which people can feel 100% confident as to where their money's going, who it's going to, and that uh, you know nobody's going to be adding a boat to their repertoire or anything else based off uh, how they were able to position themselves in the NIL game with Florida State Athletics. No, Ingram, I mean, 100% right. You know, uh, we are so happy that Noel Nation has been patient with us because, look, we didn't launch right back in June or July, August of last year, right? We, we wanted to make sure that we had everything ready and, and that all of the money coming in was going to our student athletes. So we had to, you know, take a little bit of time and make sure all of that was right. Matt and Rashia, what, what do you feel like the potential is for FSU recruiting. Now it can't be a recruiting inducement. So I don't be like, which players can you buy? Like I, we, we have to you know, kind of be careful how we step this thing. Um, we've all read meet the bag man, et cetera. Uh, what, what are your goals for this? What, what, what do you think FSU can get to and, and where can y'all take it uh, with the help and support of the FSU fan base? You know, so guys, Rashida Gale is, I mean, once you hear her, her speak, everybody kind of told us we got to get Rashida involved. She is a, uh, um, She's a Forbes 30 under 30. She's going to be helping our, our, our student athletes uh, in an advisory role. And I, Rashida, why don't you go ahead and explain how you're going to handle that? Of course. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me, guys. Ingram and Bud, y'all have no idea how much of a fan I am. But Tomahawk Nation days, like I, before Jimbo became head coach, I used to read that website every day. You taught me football. I just want to say that you absolutely taught me football. And <laughs> oh, you are yeah, so I'm honest ready. in those comments when you used to comment back to people. <laughs> I'd be like, what does Bud have to say? So I just wanted to say that. Um, huge fan. Uh, so, you know, my role, I run a sports and entertainment agency. We represent professional athletes, we represent influencers, we work with brands. And so when NIL became a thin, it, thing, it was automatic for me to say, how can I support Florida State coming from the school, graduating in 2014 and being so involved with the athletic program? I actually worked in the marketing and promotions program during my time at Florida State. I wanted to make sure that I gave a voice or gave resources and support to the student athletes. And I just know that I want us to do better. I want us back winning, you know, not just on the football field, but across all sports. Really for me, you know, I think, you know, you guys mentioned that it started slow. I think that's important. It's a good thing that it started slow because this is the wild, wild west and everyone is creating something that they don't know if it's going to work. So it's so important for us to take our time. We don't want to be too slow. We don't want to not be competitive, but we want to make sure that we build the right program. And it's not just about the marketing deals. Like that is a small aspect of NIL. NIL is really about entrepreneurial opportunities for student athletes, how they can get involved in business, how they can build their brand and how they can maximize being a student athlete, especially post-career. Once they graduate, you know, looking at different opportunities for themselves, being able to start that in college is, that's really the game changer. And so we want all of this 
the money, the resources, and the support to go towards amplifying the student athletes' resources and ultimately their goals and objectives to do well after their uh, their career at Florida State. I think that's a great point. And, and uh, obviously, a lot of kids can't have uh, like the full time jobs uh, during school because you know football, as we know, and, and the other sports as well uh, are are so time consuming. So it, it is really difficult to do that. So if you can set them up with business opportunities even after school, that that's that's really fantastic. Um, and I, I was talking to Quigley on the phone you know, before we get into sort of the options here and, and demo the rest of the website. Uh, he, he made a comment to me that kind of stuck to me. He said, "You know, none of the transfer class that FSU brought in asked for anything before they got here." And that, to me, really speaks to the good job that this staff did. We, we, we don't need to really revisit signing day necessarily. We, we know they kind of got flat-footed a little bit. They've made a, you know, some changes behind the scenes there. Uh, you know, bringing in Derek Ray, I think, is, is a good one for Morgan State. Uh, but the, they rebounded nicely with, with the transfer class, it appears. They you know, have, have a couple nice hits there uh, based on spring practice so far. Uh, and now I think a couple of those guys in that transfer class are starting uh, to get deals. But just think about the potential of player uh, attraction, even though it can't be an inducement, of course, uh, and player retention uh, as well. Think about the guys who bypassed the draft this year, Jamie Robinson uh, being an example who decided to come back. And uh, it's a lot easier to roll the dice, I guess, on on going maybe in the second round as opposed to the, the fourth or fifth if you have a little walking around money. Uh, you know what I mean? Not that it can be an inducement, of course. Uh, it, it, it certainly can, can help a little bit. What, Matt, what do you think the potential is once you guys get this thing going? Yeah, so I mean, our our goal here, right, is is number one for this week to get as many donors as possible, right? We want as many Garnet. It's a non charitable donation. Uh, a, a, it's a chair. I'm sorry, it's a charitable donation. It's for a nonprofit. Get as many Garnet donors as we can for this week. But into the future, um, I, I really think that that we can have a fund, you know, by next year in the five to seven million dollar range, and and you know, with that at Florida State being where we are. Um, geographically in the United States. And as Rashida touched on, our, our really like hands-on involvement w- with the student athletes as far as helping them think of it as their business owners, not just like, hey, I want to check for a social uh, media post or an Instagram story. Like really teaching them how to be a business owner to propel them in life, right? So I think all of that mixed together um, you know, can definitely compete with a, a, a Tennessee that's a fund of fifteen to twenty million dollars. I wanted to go back to the proof of concept idea real quick. I, I know I've you know spoken to Ingram on the phone about this quite a bit. To the casual, and I, if I want to call him sidewalk fan, I don't mean that in, in, in a derogatory manner. But you know, may, maybe the person who doesn't watch other FSU sports, they just watch FSU football. They watch our podcast. They, they read Knowles twenty four seven. They say this this team is not that great right now. You know, it, it's improving. It's 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 on the rise. What if I don't want to drop a huge NIL deal on, on one of these kids on the roster? How important is it for y'all when recruiting and talking about potential deals? Again, you can't actually officially arrange them off the jump, but certainly they can be sort of arranged uh, once the kid gets on campus. How important is it to have proof of concept of quality deals for the player on a, on a team that's hoping maybe to win eight games this year, right? So that you can have something to point to and say, hey, the best player on this eight and four team just got X. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is absolutely massive, right? To, to be able to point to that for, for going to the future, right? We, this is, we're setting ourselves up here for 2025, 2026, right? This is not about, about 2023. This rising sphere is about moving into the future. 
right? It's not about the, the right now. Now, at the same time, when you donate to Rising Sphere, you're going to see an instant return on your money, right? This isn't like, uh, you know, if you, if you were to donate to the boosters, for, for instance, in, in, in the football-only facility, that was, the, you know, that's a 10-year plan right now, right? Or a little less. Donating to Rising Sphere is an instant return on your money, and you will see immediate results. I also want to add to, like, we all need to buy in to what FSU needs to become. So, you know, I understand the questions, the concerns, and the anxiety of just, like, wanting to get back to winning. But we have to start somewhere, especially with NIL. NIL is so new. I encourage everyone to do some research on it because when you re- when you see how much of the wild, wild west it is, Florida State is positioned well to create a program that stands out from everyone else. And so that's just one aspect to recruiting. We still have to win games. We have to have phenomenal coaches. We have to have phenomenal buildings, a program, et cetera. But NIL is going to be a huge aspect to our ability to recruit at a high level. And that starts now. So whether you donate today or you donate a year from now, you are investing in Florida State Athletics. And that's really why we're all here. We invest our time. We invest our money, our resources. And we want everyone to do that for NIL. Absolutely. All right, Thank you, Rashida, for the 14-second oh. clip that best encapsulates this uh, phone call and conversation, and you nailed it. Thank you. Um, I told y'all yes. she was good. She and she's uh, uh, your your rep. Uh, you know I, everything I've heard about you, Rashida. Uh, absolutely. Um, Kesna asked a great question, but if you wouldn't mind bringing that up real quickly. Um, yeah. Before we, before we, we we always like to take some audience questions, and and, and Kesna's an awesome member of the audience. And somehow when I drag that question onto the screen, it appears that Kesna is now over top of Rashida's face. I'm going to try to work on the work on the display here uh, where uh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. My understanding is that you're going to be able to put some thought into this as well uh, on the other side of it. So if you're here in Atlanta and you're doing commercial real estate, uh, you're going to be able to go uh, either directly to you guys or a website and, uh, want to pair with a player that's maybe, you know, from Westlake or Parkview or wherever some of these high schools that uh, kindly give athletes to Florida State every once in a while. Uh, if you want to go into a little bit of detail as to the specific pairing for not just somebody that wants to give $500 and Lord knows we need as many $500 as we can, uh, but if you're in a, a commercial business and you have an opportunity to really kind of play at a level that can be a little bit of a difference maker, um, why don't you give our audience uh, an idea as to how that'll play out and how you guys can really tailor the package uh, to make that as appealing as possible? Really, when you donate to our to our gold standard membership fund, you you have a, a you know a couple of different options, right? Like you just said, Ingram, you can donate the five hundred dollars a month if you want, or if you're a commercial real estate fund and you want to have Jordan Travis speak at your conference or right at your company. Um, that that's completely kind of up to you, and, and you you present the deal. You contact Rising Spear through, through our form. You present the deal, and and we go to Jordan Travis. And look, Jordan Travis has representation, right? We we will then put those two guys together, and, and they work that out. I mean, Rising Spear, right? Then, then we step out of the way. Now, if, the, if a player doesn't have representation, you know that's where somebody like Rashida comes in and and gives her advice from her experience, and and, and we kind of try and get both sides to like meet in the middle on, on a deal. 
I also want to add to it. I think this is a phenomenal question. So when you talk about value of a student athlete, that's going to be dependent on the business and what they're looking to accomplish. You could offer anything from an internship to a commercial being done. And so every student athlete is valuable. Let's start there. So we want to make sure that we package this. So you're going to have stars of the show. You're going to have individuals who have massive social media profiles, et cetera. But we want to make sure that we package each specific individual opportunity with the student athlete. Um, That's a benefit to both the student athlete and the business. It's going to be 50-50 in the middle. So every student athlete is going to be valuable. We're going to value each specific athlete based on what they want to do, right? It's also about do they want to be in this commercial? Do they want to do content? Do they want to volunteer at uh, a nonprofit? It's going to be about what they want. And we want to make sure that we put together the right matches collectively. That could look, that could be individual. That could also be group licensing, et cetera. So that's going to be on a case-by-case basis. We want to make sure that we, you know, this being a starting program, we want to make sure that we do it the right way and we don't group everyone in one bucket and give everyone the same opportunity. I I think it's great that you have those options there. Obviously, the, you know, and Keston, we really appreciate the question. Keston's always asking the best questions on this show. He he really is. Sometimes he asks like five or six and those are, those are typically awesome. Um, I, I think it's great that you, that, First of all, that 100% of all donations are, are going to the student athlete. Like I think there's some real peace of mind in that with the generous you know, guys who literally started started Rising Spears saying, hey, we're going to step up out of our own pocket and cover all, cover all the operating costs. Um, and then second, that you can tailor it uh, to that, especially if you are a business, I, I think is great. Uh, scrolling down the website here, I love, love the look right up front. Hey, 100% of your donations, not a business. And then if you're a business, there's a special contact form right there. Hey, I'm a business. I want to get involved specifically here. If you happen to be an athlete, you can send us an email. Now, let's go ahead and get into these two programs here. This is really kind of what I think most of our audience, and if help, maybe more more of our audience owns businesses than I realize. We, we do get sponsorship requests, uh, you know, pretty often, and I don't want to sell eight sponsorship spots on the show. And we, we're very blessed that we have, you know, four uh, four year long. So we kind of just stick with the, stick with the pillars. Uh, you know, of course, shout out legendary, shout out congruity. Shout out Tarpon Cellars. Shout out Louisiana Hot Sauce. I want to clarify something. We have two options. We have the Garnet Spirit, which is the 501c3 applied for tax deduction, if you if you want to go that route. And then we have the Gold Standard, which is the membership, which applies more of a collective. Right off the bat, are both of these 100% to the athlete? Both of these are 100% to the athlete. Okay. Zero administration fee is taken out right it is 100% of both Garnet or the Gold Standard membership go directly to the student athlete. I, I think that's a really important point to, you know, to point out because when, when I hear donation, I think, okay, like 100% that. When I hear membership, I'm like, okay, what, what is that? But just off the jump, if they're both 100% going, uh, then I think we can really just kind of focus on, on the benefits of each. Uh, where, which one do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tell me about Garnet Spirit or do you want to tell us about, about Gold Standard? Let's go ahead with, with Garnet Spirit, right? So that that's like you said, that's our 501c3 applied for. And, and this is the one where we team up with charity, local charities or charities where the student athletes are from, right? So we've already done a, a few uh, events with the Boys and Girls Club of the Big Bend. We have an event with the Special Olympics coming up as well as Best Buddies. So when you think of Garnet Spirit, right? I, I want you guys to kind of think of it as the United Way of NILs without the 
exorbitant overhead costs that the United Way has. I think that's great. It gets everybody involved in, in, in charitable works. And it's a tax deduction. You can feel really good about it unless you have something against the Boys and Girls Club, which, I mean, I guess everybody's got some kind of problem with everybody. But now what about the other option here? So when I click on Garnet Spirit, I see a couple options. I, I can go with a recurring donation with a you know, variety of different sizes to fit your budget. Or I can also go with with the, you know, the one time, obviously, if you want to you know, pop it for 1000 or $500. Uh, i am sure Matt and Rashida and Lance and Bob would really appreciate y'all doing so. Well, let's go ahead and get into get into the big time perks that y'all are offering because these are these are rather limited time perks, right? For, for, as I understand it, with the gold standard membership, what what are folks getting? The gold standard membership, right? We really want to highlight that two hundred and fifty dollar a month and up donor. And on Friday night, we're going to have an event at Rooftop of Madison Fifty One. Uh, there are going to be some. Big time heavy hitters, special guests. Our alumni advisory board will be there, right? Certain members of it. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be you're going to be right there in the middle of College Town. It's it's going to be a fantastic event on Friday night. Then on for Saturday, if you donate five hundred dollars a month and up, you will be invited to our box suite for the game, and and got, for the spring game. Once again, heavy hitters, alumni advisory board is invited to the box. Our board members have. Or they own box suites, right? In Doe Campbell Stadium. So sure, for this week, yes, the spring game, that's because that's what's happening this week is the spring game. Now moving into the fall, we are going to have other really cool exclusive events, uh, more box suite access for our donors. I think that's pretty sweet. You mentioned the alumni advisory board. Obviously, we can't guarantee that everybody will be there, but I just clicked on the alumni advisory board section there of the website and whoa. Y'all got some heavy hitters, uh, as you said here, and obviously there'll be some heavy hitters that you can't necessarily mention right now who uh, I've been texting with, who I expect to come uh, to you know Madison 51 rooftop uh, on Friday night. I know I'll be there. I'm not really a heavy hitter, but uh, like I, I feel like uh, maybe I'm like an eight or nine hitter in, in the lineup. Uh, this is a pretty nice alumni, alumni board here you got. Uh, Charlie Ward, Megan King, Derek Brooks, uh, Nikki's on there, Kaz McCorvey, Casey Weldon, Jalen Howell. Like that's... That's a really nice group. I would just say, wait and see, y'all. We have some more heavy hitters. We, you know, one of my goals here, being a part of this, um, of of Rising Spare, is to get all the athletes to come back and invest in our athletics program. And so I've been in contact with a ton of former athletes, uh, first and foremost, to get them to speak through their experience as professionals within the marketing space, the branding space, et cetera, and to uh, educate them about what we're doing here at Florida State. But then we also want to make sure that they just don't say it. They're involved and they're talking to the student athletes and they're able to give them advice and perspective, et cetera. So we're really looking forward to building out our advisory board. In addition to that, we definitely want to add individuals who have strong business backgrounds in law and finance that went to Florida State that can really provide resources so that it's a holistic um, collective and not just focused on one uh, specific space. We have a couple more questions from the chat here before we get back to that gold options. I, I think people are very interested in donating and, and they're having a couple of I'm going to go ahead and summarize a couple of these so we don't have to do the whole thing where I take the web page down and, and Sheeta disappears because we're putting the, put the YouTube questions. <laughs> uh, so a couple of people want to know, can they designate which player they want to specifically sponsor or donate to? Uh, and uh, this one gentleman wants to know, uh, can he structure a contract with 
say advertising by a player with rates that I designate like snap count, like how many snaps they play. So I'll, I'll let you all tackle that. <laughs> I can, I'll go ahead with that second question. Lucky no. you guys. <laughs> we want to make sure that we don't, it doesn't need to be too complicated. If you ask for a tweet, you get a tweet. If you ask for an Instagram post, you get a post. If you ask for a player to show up for an hour, you get that hour. Engagement is a very tricky thing to track because of the um, algorithms of these different platforms. And so we don't want to put our student athletes in a position. Remember, guys, the sport does come first and school come with the school comes first. The sport comes second. However you want to however you want to have it in your head. But we want to make sure that they're still focused on what they need to do and they aren't overcommitted. Um, to their public image and brand where everything else gets left behind. So these packages will be simple. They will be, um, they will allow the student athlete to participate at a high level. They will give return back to the individual or business that is participating and we'll leave it at that. It'll be, it's, it's what's reflected with professional athletes when they're negotiating opportunities. We won't get too, too much to the nitty gritty where we end up compromising the um, participation of our student athletes. Now, you know, one thing you could do is you could watch the no. If you wanted to donate to a specific player, you could, in theory, and you weren't sure to who to donate to. You weren't sure who might get a lot of snaps. You could watch the null cast snap count draft where Ingram and I go back and forth and the loser has to donate <laughs> to the winner's charity. And you could, you know, like, like, Padelli's top picks, Ingram's top picks to get the most snaps. If you wanted to donate to one specific player, um, you know, cer- certainly one specific sport is very doable. Y'all could uh, do that. So let's go ahead and head back here to the two options. That's pretty cool. For $250 a month recurring donation, you get to go and be with a bunch of heavy hitters at Madison 51 rooftop on Friday night. And then is it the 500 it gets to go in, in the luxury box for the spring game? Yeah, it's the, it's the 500. 500 a month and up gets to go in the, in the, the box suite. Um, it holds about 40 this is this is the primo spot guys like look you would never be able to do this unless you have a a, you know unless your best friend owns a box suite right you would never be able to do this for this amount of money Uh, a a box suite is is seven figures right now and get in while it's good guys because this is the beginning i can guarantee you these prices are going to go up so if you have it go ahead and do it and be a part of what we're creating before it's out of reach um, I, I did have a couple more questions here um, before I pulled the credit card out. So we, you can specify which sport you want to donate to. Like if obviously we love all the sports, et cetera, et cetera. But I could tell you from our analytics, uh, I think we about 99.5% of questions we get are football. You know, like that, that's, that's kind of where you know, FSU is kind of a football school. It does a lot of other sports well as well. But like, if you just want to donate to football, you can just literally put, I want this donation restricted to football. Uh, like if you if you're not a business owner, if you just want to donate to the Garnet Spirit or the Gold Standard, uh, you can absolutely just specify that. As far as perks for the membership on the gold side, if you're not in that 250 a month or 500 a month range, um, would you recommend for right now? Because obviously, I know quickly you told me like like some more perks are coming for the lower level, you know, kind of micro payment you know, type donation levels, uh, events, maybe merch, maybe some digital stickers and, uh, you know, digital recognition to show people, people like showing off, Hey, I've donated 
you know, $10 a month for X number of months, right? Well, a lot of that's probably coming uh, from what I understand at some point. If you are not a $250 a month guy uh, or up, would you recommend going on the Garnet side right now and just get that tax deduction and, and give it to the good works? Yeah, but that's that's 100% right. Um, for, so for right now, if, if you're, right, if you, if you have, you know, $100 a month to give, um, that Garnet spirit is where I really think you guys uh, need to, Focus your your money right now. Um, you know, if you if you want to stretch it for that two fifty a month for you know to come hang out with us and, and some uh, some of our alumni board, then, then go for it. But for you know for right now, if you're if you're really under that two fifty, uh, the Garnet Spirit donation, get that tax deduction. You know, get, give to some charities. Yeah, it, it's 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 good all around, right? And and but you know just just to hammer home that the, how important nil world is right now. I mean, this, this is, this is the game changer, right? If we want to win national titles, we, we need all of Null Nation, right? All hands on deck right now. Donate what you can. Like Rashida said, get in early, right? We'll remember, trust me, Rashida, Rashida's young. She's going to be around a long time, a lot longer than me, <laughs> right? She's going to remember who, who helped out and who didn't. It's a, it's a bit of a unique opportunity. I mean, Florida state certainly has some structural challenges, uh, with when it was founded and the way that it's uh, alumni and the demographics that it play out. But um, ultimately I become more and more convinced that the, the Calvary's coming, the, the impressive number of people and uh, that this institution graduates and is developing into leadership positions. Florida state will be okay in time. Uh, it just has to find this bridge to get there and uh, NIL and rising sphere uh, offer a, a real unique opportunity to our listenership and Florida State Athletic supporters as a whole to help play a part in being, you know, that bridge. I just want to let you all know what you get, by the way, because uh, I know some people donated on, on on the old kind of beta website for the you know folks just absolutely could not wait and uh, be like, hey, I, I wanted to get a confirmation on the site in addition to the email. I'm showing the confirmation on the site right here, right? Uh, $500 a month from the Nolcast. Garnet Spirit recurring donations, so it's tax deductible. And uh, I'm not going to show all of you all my email, but I got the email confirmation already as well. Uh, so that's that's pretty solid right there. Uh, Quigley, I think, has some issues with his connections. Uh, luckily, Rashida seems to have good internet here, which is solid. <laughs> uh, we, I thought he was just that happy you were taking part I, of the program. He just yeah. had a perma smile on his face. And I was I, like, all right, yeah, we're doing this. Okay. Uh, happy, everybody's happy. I mean, we, we, one of our buddies from the old cast is an accountant. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send this to him. No, we really appreciate y'all having y'all on. I, I, I think the main things here are, I don't feel like I'm donating to a, to a business, right? Like I'm not trying to give somebody 30% of my donation. Like I know we can't say it's buying recruits, but, Obviously, like uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I've been like, "Hey, these guys should get paid uh, for a long time." It's kind of crazy that you know, we can give a kid out of the Dominican that's you know 15 years old a five million dollar signing bonus, but we, we can't you know give our kids you know uh, from the states any money until they stay healthy through the most dangerous sport out there for three years and then play the draft lottery. So uh, I, I like that it's run by Knowles and uh, you know folks who. I know I have really successful businesses and aren't looking to, you know, try to make a buck off uh, off the NIL space. So I think it's pretty sweet. 
Yeah. And I want to encourage everyone, if you have something to offer outside of of a monetary donation, that's number one, please reach out. You know, we are going to be building a much more robust board and we want to make sure that we have the best individuals who are committed to the growth of Florida State Athletics on that board. Um, And I cannot stress enough how important NIL is going to be to recruiting and to the success of Florida State's athletic program. So this is just the beginning. And we assure you that we are going to be doing everything from now into the end of the year to make sure that we build the best collective that the nation has to offer. Absolutely. All right. Um, Well, we have to get to some listener questions for the spring game, and I hope to see all of y'all at the spring game as well. And uh, definitely tag us on Twitter if you have signed up and done a show donation, just like we have. Just uh, just put out our uh, show donation tweet here. Very cool. Yeah, uh, hit us if if you're you know if you want to do it. Obviously, it's everybody's choice, but I I do think this one makes a lot of sense to do uh, if uh, if you're if you're looking to do it. Thanks, Bud. Thanks, Ingram. On behalf of Matt and I, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening about Rising Spare. And please go and donate. All right, and we'll, thank you so much for your time tonight. Very, very thanks, much guys. appreciate it. And we'll be of sure course. to have you all on as, as we get more updates on, on the project and uh, new athletes and, and opportunities are announced. Awesome. You guys have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. All right, man. Uh, so for, we're feeling very charitable tonight. <laughs> what uh you want to get into some spring game questions here uh special extra thanks to the patreon for making uh, such generosity uh possible uh, absolutely so big shout out to those guys yeah man let's get into it um that was fun you know like i said that was cool. they were they were quick to introduce themselves a little bit slow to populate what it was going to look like uh but sure do feel more confident uh having had the chance to listen to matthew and rashida and like I said, a little bit slow to market, but it certainly looks like they've built a strong foundation as to which all this thing's going to be built off of. All right, so spring game. I'm kind of excited about this. Like, I think this team's got a shot to be to be maybe a lot better, definitely somewhat better. And I figured we put together a little guide for if you're a fan. Obviously, you haven't been able to go to any practices. You know, you don't really get to see much footage. What What are you looking for? This weekend, and we'll wrap this up before, like, plenty of time before the the uh, national title game for college basketball goes on. <laughs> I really want to see what the running back position looks like. I mean, that's not so much a concern of mine, uh, but it is an area that I want to get a little better, better feel for what the rotation is going to be like. And they certainly have, you know, high hopes and aspirations for Toafili, and I uh, look forward to getting a little bit of a feel for kind of where we are and, and taking that reading and seeing what the you know collection of snaps is going to look like at that position in particular. But look, if you only tell me I get to watch one, it'd be Roger Sievers. It's my greatest concern. Uh, that of which I would want to take the most from a spring game, which probably sets us all up to fail because we all, as collective fans, tend to you know put way too much emphasis on what is really just yet another practice. But uh, yeah, if I can only watch one, it's the wide receiver's uh, and I'll have a, a second eye on the running backs if that is allowed, uh, Mr. Elliott. I, I think we, we can pick multiple for sure. Um, so with the receivers, obviously, Brendan Snow and Knowles 24-7 does such a great job with, with all these practice reports. Chris Knee as well, and I, I know Zach's you know, out, there, out there helping uh, some days as well. I, and I read a lot of Johnny Wilson you know, caught this pass from Tate Rodemaker 
right? Where Micah Pittman caught this pass from Tate, you know, from, from Tate Rodemaker. I want to see, like, is John Wilson and Micah Pittman, are they going to catch passes from Jordan Travis? Are they catching passes from Rodemaker because everybody's rotating? Are they, are they doing that because they're still learning the offense? Or are they doing that because it's an ability thing? If it's the latter, then you may still need to be portal hunting for another receiver because obviously, like, I'm of the opinion that it's beyond you know, anybody's control. Certainly wasn't his fault. And the other, like, the car he was in was not at fault. Um, and Winston Wright's car crash, and thankfully he's okay, uh, you know, as far as like long term. That, that's your most significant development of spring, I think. Still the right? biggest development of spring. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Undoubtedly. That sucks. Um, I mean, I'm not of the opinion that Wright is going to, like, was going to step in and be one of the best receivers in the ACC. Uh, but he is proven at a level of college football that the other transfers you took at that position are not. And it does make me wonder a little bit about the quality of pass catchers you have. And last year, our friend David Hale uh, in the preseason called his shot and rated them the, the worst pass catchers collectively as a receiver and tight end group. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of 2022 hope for the tight end group. So I'm focusing on receivers here and trying to stay positive. Um, he was right about that. I don't think they're going to be worse than the ACC this year. I really don't. Um, I think it was somewhat debatable at times last year as well. Who is the guy who steps up? Is it your existing Wilson? Is it Johnny Wilson? Is it Mike Pittman? You know, maybe one of maybe one of the young guys steps up. Do, do we see more? What, what do you get out at a Burrell? Um, I'm also really interested in seeing the consistency of Trey Benson. Like we've all seen the clips from practice of him being explosive and him hitting big runs. What, what is his feel for the game? He has not played much college football. You know, I think that that's actually an element here. Now, I'll talk in a, in a minute about offensive line, but like, how does Benson run? How, do, how does he? How does he pick through traffic? How, how does how does he showcase his patience? Um, you know, I, I was out at the Under Armour camp on Sunday, and it was a beautiful day. Like a little cold to start out, but it was we, we had great weather here in Orlando. And uh, I was talking to Mike Sellers, right, the uh, the guy who played uh, played fullback and running back for the Buffalo Bills. Like the most jacked coach, he's at IMG now. You will ever see. Like, it, I think I got a video of him. Just crazy. I'm like, what? What is this guy? Like, what? What does he? Eat? Um, but you know, these coaches had had been there previous. Uh, like, can you see this? So this is Mike Sellers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and NFL running backs are are a little bit different than you and me genetically. Uh, I, w- I will say, um, super nice dude. But he was talking about like how do you tempo routes, right? So you can't run all your routes full speed from the jump. You actually have to just to, to tempo them, almost like a pitcher in baseball, right? Full speed change up. You know the, the way the way you set up routes has something to it. If, if you're running to a spot immediately, well, if you're at max speed, the DB can kind of track that. The same thing is true in the run game at times, right? You have to have a certain level of patience on some runs, and other runs they want you hitting the hole immediately. I, I want to see what Benson's feel for the run game is because ultimately the athleticism and the testing measures they have on him right now, I've been told are pretty encouraging. Uh, and that's, that's to their credit. Like I feel like that is potentially a hit in the portal for them. And one that I was pretty concerned about uh, the take and especially the timing of the take. It makes me wonder if they didn't have, I, I suspect they had workout footage. At the Certainly. Very yeah. A bit, nothing 
unanimously positive feedback on Benson uh, from everybody that I've talked to down there. And let me suggest that every uh, supportive piece of evidence that I've put my eyes on has been uh, pretty impressive. So nod to the hat, uh, a tip of the hat there on uh, maybe a take that I was skeptical of. And so far, so good on that. And it'll certainly be interesting to see what he looks like in spring. Absolutely. All right. So anything else on offense? I, I, I do want to know two more offensive questions. I mean, what are we doing at tight end? Like, just give me. I wasn't going to ask idea. about tight end. I'm, I'm, oh, no. I'm just trying to stay all positive, just, right? Like, like uh, I'm not okay. Fine. Riding the is donation Wyatt, high, absolutely. Why did I take us there? Uh, is Wyatt, is is Wyatt Rector for real? Like, like him being potentially one of the like. Do you really think he's as good as Cam McDonald? <clears throat> he's a decent athlete. I just I will uh, say that. well, he's, but, he's he's everything that a lot of people would want to be, you know, a guy that's able to get into the program as a walk-on and create a space for himself. And I just uh, am really in admiration of the individual. I'm just, let's not uh, keep playing the walk-on game, man. I mean, this is Florida State yeah, football. Exactly. We don't need to try to play a walk-on at tight end. I'm, I love the stories at running back, but I'll be pretty ready for the day to be over where another promising walk-on running back keeps popping onto the death chart. I mean, let's... uh Let's get back to recruiting kids and not playing the walk-on game, but uh, label me skeptical of, of Rector and be interested to see what you see out of the kid out of Virginia. Uh, supreme athlete and how they try oh, to feature him yeah. is uh, one of the things that I'm more excited and kind of optimistic about. I, I am really interested in, first of all, I am legitimately interested in, in Rodemaker uh, because when he has seen live bullets in games, and granted, he was a true freshman, uh, or well, at times, it was rough. It was just not, not good. He has definitely looked better this spring, to the point to where I'm not really sure that they have to go out and take a backup quarterback in the portal. Uh, I've also I thought about this today a little bit, and an old 24 seven message board poster uh, actually inspired the thought on this. I'm not even sure that person exists that is worth taking, as far as in the QB transfer market. So think about this. Knock on wood, this doesn't happen. Jordan goes down. You tell me you're going to get a guy who is better than an improved Tate Rodmaker, better than AJ Duffy, who I'm also excited to see, and yet not good enough to beat out Jordan because you don't want to take somebody that's going to make Jordan transfer unless you think you've got a for sure stud coming in, but who is also okay with sitting and being a backup. All to do what? Like, if you lose Jordan early in the season, what is that quarterback going to do? Do you go five and seven instead of four and eight if you absolutely thread the needle? I think you're a little bit in trouble there either way if if, if he goes down. So, oh, I phrase you just maybe used I would not just, take it. Yeah. The phrase that you used was what you're always going to have to do in that situation. You're going to have to go out and find some wildly unique product or wildly unique individual that fit that role. And uh, you're right. Rodemaker's play this spring has made that challenge of threading the needle all the more complicated because he's certainly risen his level of play and makes that whole formula that much more of a you know harder equation to solve. I'm not really sure they're in a spot now where they can afford to wait, not waste, but use a scholarship on a backup for that reason. They they kind of just need to roll the dice and, and and hope that Jordan can can stay healthy. Speaking of health. Offensive line, obviously some guys got dinged up in the latest scrimmage. I, I don't know exactly who's going to play 
in this spring game. I'm interested to see these rosters and see the format and see who some of these, like, are we going to have celebrity coaches this year? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know Danny Cannell got a call uh, about something today after cover three. So maybe uh, maybe he could be one. That could be pretty cool. I know they had some media guys uh, last year do it, and uh, you know Danny would be perfect for it. Um, yeah, man. I, I think this is I think it's pretty interesting situation we have. But can they go two teams, or do you think it'll be more of a scrimmage format? Like, do you have enough healthy offensive linemen? Do you have enough? Uh, I mean, offensive lineman is always the tough one. I, I, people are going to be like, oh, it's always the offensive line. And I think that's not unique to Florida State, by the way. I appreciate that comment, I wonder. Yeah, it actually, I, I sat down and thought about the TV situation today. He said, Bud, you articulated the quarterback situation uh, better than any I've heard to date. You freaking nailed it. But I, I appreciate that. I am doing, because I got to take more paternity leave coming up for CBS because it's use it or lose it. And I definitely want to spend more time with the kids during the you know, quote-unquote offseason. And a couple other people on cover three have some leave leave time coming up as well. Like, how are we going to have a show, which is typically a four-man show if we only have one dude? So long story short, I've been prepping 12 episodes that are just me and a team site guy, right? And it's a mixture, like all 80 team sites going through it. Do you know what almost all of these spring previews and spring game reviews say? They only had six healthy offensive linemen that they put comfortable in the comfortable game. That's pretty much what every single one says. For some reason, Louisville has like a ton of healthy offensive linemen. Maybe FSU could work a trade there or something. I, I don't know. Um, that'd be kind of cool. But it'd be a part of the Brownlee deal. Is, uh, you, you just send yeah. another one back. Little little, little uh, Greedy Vance Brownlee and an uh, offensive lineman to be named later. Absolutely. But like, I, I want to see Lloyd Willis, right? How, not how bad is it, but like, how is it? Okay, if he has to play, are you screwed or are you just kind of all right in a little precarious spot? You got to chip more over the tight end. What does Caden Lyles go? If so, how does he move? Right, like I'm not really not really ready to move him into a hit category yet on the transfer thing. We're, we're still kind of up in the air. I think if you look at our our transfer grades, um, how does Murray Smith look? He's a little more powerful. Has he at least gotten back to where he was early in the season? Because I don't think he was terrible early in the season. It's just kind of attrition got him and he kind of wore down with the whole back injury as the season went on. So that that's kind of what I'm looking for, you know, from the offense. From the defense, I'm actually looking at at quite a bit, but I'm almost more excited about the defense. Oh, and of course Jordan Travis's pocket passing. We do know that they have not been allowing Jordan to run a lot this spring. It's exactly the same approach that Louisville is taking with Malik Cunningham, by the way. And I referenced Louisville because I spoke with Jody Demling of our Louisville site Cardinal Authority uh this morning for for that you know, show's coming out. And uh, they're like, yeah, anytime he tries to take off and get out of the pocket, they blow the whistle. FSU is also trying to limit Jordan's running this spring because they know he can run. They want him to become a better passer from the pocket. So I'm curious to see how does that look? Does he have time to do it? And if he does, are the passes coming off in rhythm, on time? Is he improving, throwing the football accurately from the pocket? That's that's a, a really important key to this offense taking the next step, especially in some of the quick game stuff. Moving over to defense, uh, if you don't mind me f- taking the first uh, pick off the board here, I'm really excited to see what Renardo Green looks like. Let's, uh, yeah. let's let's see if what we've heard and what we've seen to an extent, uh, you know, carries over into spring. Again, we're not making too much out of one game, but this is a most of 
the game-like atmosphere that you can create in a situation like this. And we're fans and it's April. And, you know, like Bud said a week ago, what the hell are we doing if we can't be excited in March and April as to what the football team might look like? And if uh, some of the real encouraging reports uh, that quite frankly, maybe had a coaching staff write a kid off and you maybe had a coaching staff completely change their mind on that. And uh, a guy that's put himself in a place to eat up a decent amount of snaps. I, I mean, totally. Like, like I, I think that they tried to put the pressure on him and he got healthy and has been dependable. Like somebody that, that like doesn't kill you if he goes in. Uh, m- maybe better than that. Like I, I think we're going to see. I, I do want to see because I, I think Duke Cooper's pretty good. Um, I'm a little disappointed. Like obviously, Brownlee had to go. Okay, we, we understand this. You can't act like that. And but man, I still like watching Jarvis play. You know, and I'm going to miss that. A little bit. Um, I also just I, I continue to root for that kid. I think he came from a pretty tough situation and, and background, and, and you know, just because you you know, just because you're a kid, you make a mistake doesn't mean that like you need to be condemned. So I do I do wish him well. Um, Duke Cooper's kind of my other guy. Now we've been talking about Duke Cooper for so long that we used to call him a Marion. Remember? And until he started going, you know, in the media by Duke. But I think he's a starter for you at corner. Like, I'm not totally 100% willing to say, like, there's no shot that, se- that, that you know, seven is in this competition. Because maybe you could tell me that he hasn't been fully healthy and when he's healthy, whatever. But I, for my own peace of mind, I kind of need to see somebody else there opposite of Duke Cooper doing well. If I'm going to buy into the idea that this defense is going to really carry this team. The next thing I want to see, if I'm a fan, I'm looking for, I know Tatum Bethune can, can run and hit. I want to see Tatum Bethune covering somebody. I want them to try and slip Toa Philly out of the backfield and Bethune would be like clamps, you know, and just, or maybe not cover Toa Philly, but cover somebody who, who Lundy couldn't cover, right? Mm-hmm. And because if you got that, I really don't think Deloach is bad in coverage. And if you got, if you got two backers who can somewhat carry some verticals who are not total liabilities if they're ISOed, that allows you to do a lot of things. And then I can start to buy into this defense being a lot better. I do believe that he can be a really good run and hit backer for you. I do like the defensive tackles, you know, um, that you have. And I think they'll keep bodies off the tune. I think that's actually probably a market inefficiency that they found because up front, UCF was kind of shitty. Or, sorry, you got kids in the car. Apologies. UCF was not good up front. So I don't think Bethune had the luxury of not having bodies come out of him quite a bit. FSU's going to clog up the middle on a lot of teams this year. I mean, Lovett and Coop and you know, Briggs, whether he's playing, you know, the Fox or or if they if they, you know, move him inside. Uh, you know, Ray Jackson when he's playing well. Uh, you know, those guys potentially have a real impact there and, and keep bodies up. But I want to see if they can cover. Because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this division who can throw. I mean, we we were picking our Heisman draft today on cover three. And somebody's like, Are you not going to pick Jordan Travis for the Heisman? I was like, I'm not sure I would pick him like as a Heisman top three in his own division. This is a loaded division of quarterbacks. I mean, depending on what you think of DJ, right? Like DJ last year was not very good. So Malik Cunningham was was absolute nails. Sam Hartman is still there. I mean, right? I, De- Devin Leary. Uh, I think we can suspend the Jordan Travis Reisman talk, right? I mean, no, no, no. I, right. I laughed at it. We, but we don't even like, need to explain that. It's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, let, let's like not even in his own division, maybe. 
Please um, put us in a situation where we're having that conversation in October. I mean, and but think about how many good quarterbacks you're facing on this schedule. Uh, yeah, I just uh, a lot of guys who, if they don't like start NFL games, they're going to be in NFL camps, or they're that blend where they don't really throw the ball well enough, but they're really, really good, you know, for the college game. You know what I mean? But Jordan's a great athlete, special in the open field. Um, so, f- so many miles away from us needing to worry about that, that uh, it's hard for me to even conceptualize as to what position to look at uh, and kind of break that down by. So, about one special athlete to another. Is, is the, is the Demory Tate conversation real at all? Uh, can we take anything away from spring? Is that uh, something that, you know, if we as a broader fan base see with our eyes that we can really hope that a, one of the more supreme athletes on the team has the requisite buy-in and maybe the lights start to turn in and he can make this drastic developmental arc that we kind of know that he has to make if he's going to ultimately uh, trend to where he thought he could be out of high school. I think we may be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but that would be a fantastic takeaway from spring. Certainly if uh, any of the optimistic talk about Tate were to materialize in uh, the, you know, the somewhat of a game setting, we're going to be able to watch it in. I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Last one I wanted to hear. I, I understand Jared versus raw. I want to see that top end speed turn loose. And I think we will see that in the spring game, by the way. Like I, I suspect the offensive line is, is kind of banged up and they're not going to risk those guys for the fall. I want to see him turn it loose. Of course, he's got some stuff to learn. He hasn't played as much football as like a Keir Thomas did last year. But athletically, I want to see him turn it loose and have Norvell kind of like reach for the whistle real fast to, to, to blow that thing before he gets to Jordan. You know? Um, that, that's that's what I want to see from the defensive line. And I want, I mean, we got to say it. Your, your guy, McClendon, we, we, I want to see it. We, that was, the people you talked to were really bragging on him to start spring camp. They, they thought he had an awesome you know, December, January as far as hitting the weight room, really dedicating himself. And I think if you're a fan, it's something you got to watch. If you're not a normal watcher of the Nolcast on YouTube, uh, I would encourage you to just time mark whatever that was and go back 30 seconds. Previous. You'd like you'd like the uh, buds buds uh, like physical acting out of Norville having to go to his whistle was is honestly one of the funnier things that I've uh, seen him do recently. So that was uh, that was hilarious and well done, sir. So dude, today uh, it, was, it, was the, it was the concerned take trying to get it up to his up to his mouth to blow it as quick as possible. He did a good job there. Today has been like probably the the longest non national signing day non Amazon web service crashing non travel work day I think I've ever had. Cause I had to do all this prep for all for all the shows we were shooting. And then there's a couple of meetings on Monday that I actually run. You know? So like I can't just have them on to be working while their the Zoom's going on in the background. Like I'm actually conducting the the meetings. Uh and then last night, shout out to everybody in our fantasy draft. Uh so our one service went down. So we had to literally scramble to join that or service because everybody you know, was busy and they couldn't do it all the other uh, all the other nights. I don't really care about special teams all that much. Do you want to waste time talking about a special teams question, or do you think people so need to go, go to the special, bathroom and uh, not a special w- teams uh, podcast game? as we've repeated many times? Do you have a pick for the national title game? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I've loved as a, as a sports fan. 
was aware in the moment that I was just witnessing, I don't want to say greatness, but just a phenomenal game. Loved every minute of it. Um, I don't, Carolina Duke are kind of birds of a feather to me. I don't, you know, I was just watching from afar and happy that I was able to have one of the better games that I've watched recently. So tournaments delivered in my opinion, and I'll watch tonight and just see what it is. Um, Oh, Hey, last thing on defense, especially if we get twos on twos. So if, you know, if Sam McCall and AZ Thomas are, are, are running second team and you're getting them against the twos, like if Pittman and Wilson are running with the twos, those are older dudes, right? I want to see how 18-year-old AZ Thomas and McCall mm. body those guys who have played a couple of years of college football. And if they can hold up against those dudes, not that I have the highest opinion of Wilson and Pittman, right? You guys know I was team Winston Wright as far as the receivers they took. Um, Honestly, I think FSU was too. Now they may not have that option for this year. We'll see. If they body those guys and they look good doing it, I'm going to be really encouraged about their ability to play you know, this year. All right, y'all. We'll have another episode uh, before the game Thursday, that we can jump into a little bit more of this. We'll also talk a little bit of recruiting and uh, some of the other things that we started off at the beginning of the pod. So really appreciate you guys uh, letting us bring our friends over at Rising Sphere on, give you a comprehensive look of who they are, what they're doing, uh, some of the advantages that they are able to offer when compared to some of the other uh, collectives out there. And um, that went better than I thought it did, As just to be perfectly honest, and uh, was was happy with uh, a lot of what I was able to take away from our two guests, with uh, Matt and Rashida. Yeah, I, I think that they have, uh, I think they've done a nice job taking the feedback from the fan base. You know, they we got a couple of people donate right, right off the bat with, with the old website that you know, didn't look like much, but like they, I think they wanted to have some kind of presence out there. And, and the new one you know, looks good. It's functional. And there's a pretty good explanation of what you get now and an explanation of what's likely to come. So awesome. man! appreciate having those guys on and uh, Thursday night and then a spring game recap pod. We'll have, uh, we've got a decent amount of stuff in the pipeline for you guys. So till Thursday night, enjoyed it as always. See you, this has been the Nolcast. The Nolcast is created and hosted by Bud Elliott and Ingram Smith, music by Judson Wright, and produced by Justin Robinson. Go Knowles.